Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Kenny. All Network, Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you. And you. <laughs> right now. I was going to say, like, so I was like, do I like that, starting the power hour with that? And I think I was kind of on the fence, like, do I want to keep doing this? And I think the answer is yes. And I think the bit will now become I will just Elon gate the U every single time and just make it fun for myself. I think that's how, that's how it works. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you. And you. <laughs> so right now, you're on, the sh- you're on the show. All right. Uh, coming up this hour, the final hour, the power hour on You Better You Bet. Many bets. Many, 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 many bets in many different sports. Hockey, NBA, college hoops, Thursday night football, Cowboys and Seahawks, all coming up as we move along here in the final hour of the show. But we got to keep up our conversation here and wrap up NFL awards here on this tremendous football Thursday as we are you know, careening towards kickoff here, week 13 in the professional. So, Kenny, bring the music up here, and I tease going into the end of hour number three, Ken. And you did a great job, as you called it, and I would agree. Like a thorough unpacking of the coach of the year market right now and saying, you know, the problem is, you know, maybe Dan Campbell's a vulnerable favorite, but there's so many options, right? So many good choices for you to choose from. And it's it's hard to pick like the right one, right? It, it, it's a race that has a lot of potential winners. How do you pick the right one? So I don't know if you've bet any of these guys, Ken, or if your betting advice to anyone would even be to bet any of these guys. Maybe it's just, hey, like you, the person listening and watching, you know, maybe your opinion is is that, you know, Nick Sirianni and the Eagles are going 16-1, in which case maybe bet Sirianni. Or, like, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers are going to win out and go 13-4. and Like, maybe bet Mike Tomlin. What's your opinion, Ken, as to who's going to end up winning this award? Um, My best guess, and so this is, like, this is not a, I have a price opinion in a second, too, but just like a, hey, like, gut feel, how do you think the season's going to turn out? I think the story of this year is the Eagles are going to skate past all these close games. I think they're going to win all of them. I think they won all of them. I think they won the first two. I think they're going to figure out a way to win the next two. And uh, and when that happens, I think Sirianni wins the award. I think it becomes like a coronation of this month of, I think Hertz is going to win. I think he's going to win. That's just like my gut about what I think is going to happen. But look, like they're a dog and there'll be a dog next week. And I, I need Dak so bad to play well tonight and win and play against the Eagles just because the payout is phenomenal if he wins MVP. And it like really, it got into range. Like it really could happen. Um, but like, what do I just kind of think is going to happen? I think they're just like a really, really, really good team. And I think they're going to win these games. I think it's going to like justify getting a bunch of awards at the end of the year, uh, of the improvement coaches. Like if I had to, what do I think is the most likely like Texans have a big rest of season. Broncos have a big rest of season. Colts have a big rest of season. Um, I mean, like, you know, I've been on Denver for a while. Like we've talked about it. I like them this weekend against Houston. 
I know a lot of people like Houston instead. Like, that's cool. Stroud's awesome. Like, the offense is really good. Houston could definitely win. Um, you know, I would prefer, like, Peyton. I, I will say it feels like some of the loudest voices are, are rooting for Peyton over the other two. Just if you have to take the three and, like, compare them. Just in terms of, like, people who talk about the NFL, what they're saying. Just, like... If the Broncos go, what, they start one and five and they end up making the playoffs. And have won five five straight, yep. Yeah, just, I mean, not that that's like more of an accomplishment than like turning around Houston and we know what that's been the last few years or like what Shane Steichen's doing with like duct tape at the quarterback position and scoring a bunch of points. Like it's all impressive. And this is what I mean. Like it's all impressive. Like the Texans and the Colts might make the playoffs. Sean Payton was one and five. He might. These are easy cases to make, and there's too many of them. There's just too many of them. Um, and we haven't even talked about like fringier ones, like Tomlin, who like what do they just win every game? He like he can't win. I think it's less likely. I think one of these other guys will win instead. But like he like could win still. Like I have to at least consider it possible. I don't think Mike McDaniel can win. I don't think he's like in this conversation anymore. Which is like it doesn't have to. And again. It doesn't have to be fair. Just I don't think he like I don't get the sense he's in this conversation anymore. Like they had all the test games, they lost all of them. If they win out, I'm sure he'll get some votes. It's, and he's a great story. Just like I get the sense that like these other stories have taken over every captured everyone's attention, and his story hasn't. And he doesn't really have a lot of opportunities to get that attention back. Too by the way, like I, I, it's great for Tyreek Hill that they play Washington and Tennessee. It's not great for the spotlight of the Miami Dolphins that they play Washington and Tennessee the next two weeks. Games no one will be paying attention to whatsoever. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about McDaniel. And I can be wrong; this it gets a little subjective. Of the improvement coaches, like I like Denver as the team the most, but they're a dog this weekend. So again, uh, subjective there. Uh, what do I think is going to happen the rest of the year? I got a bad feeling the Eagles are just going to run the table here and just win all these games. Smoke and mirrors, uh, hook shot field goals from 59 yards, all this stuff. I feel like this is just going to keep happening and and really, really kind of make me upset. The price, real quick, the conversation, just worth noting at MGM. And I, I alluded to this, like hinted at it on the show earlier this week. The prices on the coaches will obviously not be the same at every sports book. They'll be very close, like there'll be some discrepancies, but frequently they won't be that significant. MGM, for what it's worth, does have like an off-market price on Steichen right now. He's 16 at MGM. He has 10 or less basically everywhere else. I'll, I'll also say every time I say something like this, I get a note 10 seconds later saying, hey, that price changed. He's actually now 10 to 1. <laughs> like, I, you know, like a, a lot, you know, people listen. It's like, oh, it doesn't take a lot of money to uh, to change a price uh, on an award market. The limits are pretty low on it. I'll just say like that one is a, a little bit of an outlier. Like if all three have good cases and if Houston and Indianapolis and Denver like all have a shot at kind of being that surprise team and that playoff team. Like Steichen probably can't be 16, I guess, anymore. I guess that would be the right way to look at it. Even if uh, I don't think there's a lot of differentiating between the three surprise head coaches. My 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 last, I, I can't believe that I'm going to ask this question and we can move on to comeback player of the year in okay. a second. And maybe it's, maybe it's a really quick answer. Oh, is so this coming... a guy we haven't talked about? I haven't, I have a name that we haven't talked about yet that I just think is oh. like kind of nuts. Maybe I'm going to so give I, you I don't names. think he could win. Okay. So, so coming into the year, there were two like really hot names that were bandied about, like yeah. not just by us. One of them is going to be my name too. But like yeah. by a lot of like people that do betting content, and like sometimes I think like like we, not just you, other me, it's like especially kind of use the term like betting content creators in a negative. Like just like people that do what we do, right? Um, people were really into like one of two names and other names also, but like it felt like these two were were being pushed more than others for good reason before the year. Uh, Matt Lafleur and Arthur Smith. 
So both guys kind of cratered a couple weeks ago and looked like the Falcons were dead in the water and looked like the Packers were not only dead in the water, but like dead as a franchise if Jordan Love was going to be bad for a while. And now, like a phoenix rising from the ashes, Green Bay like, might be the seven, may, might get to the six, depending on how this all works out, or they could also miss the playoffs. The Falcons are currently in first place in the NFC South. I think they're going to win the division. They don't have to. But, like, it feels like both of these guys, to quote our friends at POD, that feel so alive. What What about LaFleur and Arthur Smith at huge prices right now for Coach of the Year? Any, any thought or consideration to either one of those guys? <laughs> I think they are... Uh... I think Arthur Smith is a price drop that's never winning. That's like the best way I can put it. I think neither. I think both both coaches have almost a 0% chance. I just want to be clear about that. Both teams are 5 and 6 right now. You would have to envision any kind of case for coach of the year involves winning every game from now to the rest of the season. And I like LaFleur more than Smith as a candidate. Like uh, putting aside like I'll say why I don't think he can win in a second. It's pretty obvious. But like I like LaFleur as like a personality more than Arthur Smith. I think people like LaFleur more than they like Arthur Smith. Maybe not by a lot, but I do think they, I think people don't like Arthur Smith, just to be perfectly honest. And even if he has this like about face and change of heart or whatever, like they're going to vote for somebody else instead. The max the Falcons can go is 11 and six. And while that would be an improvement from last year, a pretty significant improvement, it's a little tough. They have the schedule to do it, to be fair. There are six games, Jets, Bucks, Panthers, Colts, Bears, Saints. They can really go six and zero down the stretcher. Like it's really a thing, and he won't be two hundred. What is he? Two hundred fifty to one, three hundred one, whatever it is. He he won't be that when they start doing this. But like, do I think he can get votes? No, I don't. I don't think he can get votes because I think Sirianni or one of these other three guys is going to at least be like nine and eight or ten and seven, and that takes they're going to get votes instead of Arthur Smith. I just I think they, I could be wrong. People could disagree. I think that's how it would play out. I would like LaFleur as a candidate. I actually really would. Like, I, I liked him to start the year, obviously. Um, they play the Chiefs this weekend. They lose. It's already done. They're seven-point dog. They lose the game. It's literally a zero. It's it's probably zero already, to be honest. But it's re, it's really zero. If they lose, they'd be five and seven. Can't bet a guy going into a game where they're a seven-point dog. I always like to look ahead on this. Like, can I get some momentum going on a big bet? This is why we bet Dak. Like, I don't bet Dak going into the Eagles game. I bet him when I can gain some momentum on the price, go and then go into the Eagles game with a big number, uh, even though I think they could lose that game. Like, I, this is the worst time to bet LaFleur. Unless, I guess if you loved them in the game, like if you thought really that they were like so alive to win and you had whatever, inside information or just your opinion, then yeah, like you could put a couple bucks on them. I, I don't know. What, like, I'm trying to think of a reason why someone would bet what, him right now. What, what would the inside information be? Like Patrick Mahomes is the flu again? I guess that Taylor could be Swift, it, right? Taylor Swift still isn't going to be there, so Kelsey will be bad. I don't know. Uh, I, whatever. Whatever it is. If you just like, if you like the Packers in the game, maybe maybe that's a bet that age as well. The Arthur Smith one's funny because I, I do think, like, his price is probably going to go down. I mean, how could it not? Like, they're, they might win every game the rest of the season. It's really not going to go down. But this is... This is a tough case to make when we get to the end of the season and it's, you know, 10 and 7 or 11 and 6 him against Houston makes the playoffs or Indy makes the playoffs or Denver makes the playoffs or Philly loses one game or even two games versus his case. That's just like so many guys you got to or, or Dan Campbell, by the way, who could definitely still win um, too many guys ahead of him that I think we'd get votes instead. What was uh? Did I did I name one of the guys that you were going to mention? You said the, you were one Lafleur more. Lafleur was okay. the guy I was going to bring up just to say like it's fun, but they're playing the Chiefs like you would never bet him right now. All right, you better you bet with Nick and Ken Power Hour here on the Thursday. We will get to all of our bets for tonight, including Cowboys and Seahawks side total and props coming up in a little bit. 
We have one more NFL award market to hit, though, Ken, and that is Comeback Player of the Year, where DeMar Hamlin remains the favorite heading into Week 13, minus 200 at the King of Sportsbooks Bet MGM. The Bills are on their buy, obviously. Tua Tungavailoa, the second choice in the market at 3-1. to one. Russell Wilson, one-time baby. Russ is at 10-1. to one. Aaron Rodgers is at 12. I don't think he's playing this year, but it's possible that he does. I don't think he's going to. I Practice talked about that open, yesterday on the show. Yeah. But like, did we we didn't do this on the show? Can I, can I do like? No, I we didn't do, do like the story. Okay, we we both so, we both think the same thing too. You should, but you should say what you think. Yeah. So I and I talked about this on my head on WFAN earlier. So here's my thought on Rogers and the fact that I think it's interesting that they chose now to open the 21 day window. I think it's they're kind of hedging, right? If they go two and one or like three and zero over the next three games, maybe there's a chance that Rogers comes back. It's still not even 100 percent if that happens. Also, they're not going two and one or three and zero in the next three games. Like they're very likely to go one and two at best. They play the Dolphins, they play the Texans next week, and they have the Falcons this week. They're home underdogs in that game. Tim Boyle starting on Sunday. My thought is: is they're likely to be out of it, and and or Rodgers isn't going to be healthy enough to like to feel good about playing at this point, and then they won't activate him in 21 days, and then this cloud won't be hanging over the franchise the final couple weeks of the season. And, like everyone has to answer, like it's Aaron coming back for the final couple games. Like it'll be done already, and they won't have to answer all those questions week 16, 17, and 18. That's kind of my thought as to why they did that. Like now, why they chose to do it and open up the practice window. Yeah, I agree. So my best guess is he's not going to play. He could. I just feel like he won't. Probability, yeah, I, right? I feel the same way. My my best guess is like he's not going to play. Yeah, I, I don't think you can ever bet him right now. And you might be like, oh, practice window up. Like this is the time. I think you're going to want way more than what's happening right now in order to, especially at, at a pretty low price now. Honestly, like a twelve to one. That you're like, yeah, really good chance the guy's not even playing. Can I can I say and, something uh, crazy? And like maybe this is stupid. Yeah. And I mean that sincerely. Like maybe this is stupid. If you want to bet Rodgers to win comeback player of the year, shouldn't you just bet the Jets to win on Sunday? Because like they lose this game, like he ain't coming back. Or, uh, or like three-team open parlay Jets money line the next three weeks. Like they have sure. to win all of them in order for him to come back to have a chance. I, something like that. It's, it's not stupid. It's or just at least like, the next two because they like, ain't beating the Dolphins in happen. Miami with, with right. Simeon or Boyle. It's, it ain't happening. Right. Right. It's just it's just not going to happen. And look, like I, we only have 90 seconds left in the segment, but uh, comeback player of the year, I think it's really, really, it's gotten really straightforward. Um, it could be that Hamlin just wins. I, I haven't bet into this market a lot in the second half of the season because at the midseason point, it was just a lot of like, yeah, it's him. And I, I have a lot of half-baked candidates and nothing and nothing's really come together. So I haven't been betting and which is fine. And it could just be that Hamlin wins, that no candidate comes together. Uh, Russell Wilson is like the only candidate that anyone's talking about for this award that isn't Tamar Hamlin. There is a lot of conversation in many media markets about like, should he win? Um, you know, like what this run that Denver's on. Uh, I think he is like the only challenger. And I don't if you even think there is a challenger, which you may not. I think if there is a challenger, it's him. The, again, but this is Sean Payton all over again. They have to win. Like, look what happened to Josh Dobbs. Like he, it's zero in two weeks. He has to win every game. They have to win every game for this to like catch fire and really get going. If you like, Den just bet Denver in the games. It's like there's a chance Demar Hamlin wins anyway. I don't know why you would bet Russell Wilson right now. Like Denver has to win these games. Just bet Denver. Just bet Denver every week. And if they win, you get the money. Whereas if you bet Russell Wilson and they win, you may still not get the money because Demar Hamlin wins. So I think there's one challenger. I don't know how likely he is to win, but I'd rather just bet the team. Is there want to do more on comeback on the other side? Any other names? Honestly, we're, we're I think that's about? it. We, by it. the way, we we got a, a trade in the National Hockey League involving our Vancouver Canucks. What? Oh, oh yeah. And and the early uh, returns I'm seeing on Twitter are positive for Vancouver. We'll talk about no, it on baby. the other side.
But Nick and Ken, you better, you bet. And we'll start giving you our bets for tonight. The trade that we alluded to going into break in the National Hockey League. Uh, I, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not, I, I bet hockey. I'm not like a hashtag in the weeds on this stuff the way I am in the other sports, obviously. Um, the Vancouver Canucks acquiring defenseman Nikita Zadorov from the Calgary Flames in exchange for a fifth-round pick in the 2024 draft and a 2026 third-round pick. Here's what I can tell you. Um, Liam McHugh, our pal from uh, NHL on TNT, studio host there for that amazing show, tweet, uh, quote tweeted the Canucks tweet with damn. All of the replies to the tweet are, can't believe how badly Vancouver fleeced Calgary. Matthew Barnaby, longtime NHL player, played for the Rangers, among other teams, who does like some betting content. I was in a couple Vegas contests with him. Great guy. Tweeted that he thinks Calgary got absolutely fleeced. And uh, Ken, you had an interesting note going at like when we talked in the break about this, about Quinn Hughes and like what this could mean for Vancouver's defense here. So again, like I, I wouldn't know Nikita Zadorov if he walked into my house right now. Yeah. I'd look at him and be uh, like, why are La you La in Femme's my house? Daughter. Right. Yeah. I'd look at him and be like, grab my, grab a knife and start running at him. Like, why is this intruder in my home right now? Like, what's happening here? Also, uh, Nikita Koloff's brother as well. Um, but apparently mm. he's pretty good based off this, based off what everyone's saying here. Uh, adding more firepower to hashtag our Canucks. Yeah. Uh, I, I listen to the Vancouver telecast a lot when I watch their games. So I feel like like an alien that's like beamed down to earth and be like, oh, what's this sport? Let me check this out. Like, I know nothing. And uh, something they frequently talk about and maybe, you know, maybe they switch it up in different ways. But something they talk about all the time is that like Quinn Hughes, like obviously he will start next to another defenseman, but they'll kind of throughout the game, they'll mix and match who he's paired with. And he doesn't have like a traditional partner as like a defensive pairing. And then he just like he's on the ice all the time. And he's also awesome. I think Kale McCarr will win the Norris way more of the time than his price right now, to be honest, but it'll be the two of them kind of, they're the best two players in the league almost right now. And there's a chance McCarr can win the, the hard trophy too. But like, uh, that's how good Quinn Hughes is. But I, you know, and I, knowing nothing, this player could be an ancillary player. But my thought is just like, you know, I remember the telecast saying all the time, like maybe they don't have like a top line defensive pairing. And maybe the idea is like they could create one with this, or at least just maybe it's just a depth thing. Like they just don't like some of their options at that position. But it's just funny because like, this is this is how funny betting is, right? Like we, bet, I bet all these like Canucks to do stuff. I bet like the over on their points with division Demko, who's like really, really like live to win the best. And he's the favorite in the market right now. Talk, it's the favorite to win the Adams award for coach of the year. And all of a sudden, like I'm watching Canucks games. We're reporting a trade on the show involving the Canucks. Like just the, fu like the fun part about betting. Now I'm like all in. I got Nikita Zadorov. Great. Like, and I care, like, I really, I care that they did this. I can't wait to watch the game against Vegas tonight. It's like the game of the night for me in any sport. I guess I need Dak to play well too. That's probably the game of the night. But like, aside from that, like, yeah, like Canucks Golden Knights, a huge game tonight. Like, I can't wait for that. Absolutely love it. So Nikita Zadarov, a new member of hashtag our Vancouver Canucks. All right. We'll get to our NHL bets in a second. We will get to our uh, hockey, uh, NBA bets as well. Uh, Tyler had a college basketball bet, but. He blew it, apparently. Tyler, what was the bet that you were going to give out on the show? Liberty plus seven and a half against FAU. They're not eight right now, so maybe it's the better off that I didn't give it out. Well, do we want to like live bet it then at like a better number? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, thanks for your contributions. All right. And our, and our NFL bets for the Seahawks and Cowboys. Side total and props as we move along. But very quickly here, you know, you know, uh, Kenish was on the show earlier. Colin Wilson was on the show. Great. You know, Ken's going to give his college football bet tomorrow. Oh, yeah, whatever. That's all great. All well and good. They don't have the script. I have the script. All I have to do is look at the freaking board and it speaks to me. And I know what's going to happen in these games because that's what you, it's like the Ouija board. 
It's all there. You just put your hands on the computer screen, and it'll just direct you to the side in total that you need to be, be betting in all these games. So I'm going to give you all the winners right now for College Football Conference Championship Weekend, and then we'll give you our NHL bets for tonight in this edition, guys, of Feliz Naritav. College football is the best time of the year. The fight songs. Announcers going crazy. Picked off. Real estate ahead. Shiloh Sanders. Stunned like his daddy. Touchdown. The roar of the crowd. But for Nick and Ken, college football only sounds like one thing. You know, now that it's the holiday season, I had this conversation. Was this on the air? No, I think it's might have been with my wife. She does not like Feliz. Uh, Feliz I, I, I forget the name of the actual song now. Feliz Navidad. Not Feliz Nari. She, has, Feliz she Nari doesn't Tav. like Feliz Naritav. Doesn't care no. for it. Yeah. Uh, Feliz, Feliz Navidad is like a, a banger of a ho- I love Christmas yeah, music. I would listen to it all year round. But, I mean, that's actually kind of weird. But, like, Feliz Navidad is fantastic. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I mean, like, in all seriousness, tell me that that song's not a banger. From the bottom of my heart. All right, here are your narrative plays. A little Feliz Navidad for you this weekend. So, first we'll start on Friday night in the Pac-12 title game. I'm trying to think in, in Spanish what, what what's Friday. It's lunes, martes, miércoles, viernes. Yes. Sábado, domingo. No, jueves is Thursday. Lunes, Martes, Miércoles. Jueves, I think, is Martes. Is Viernes? Viernes. Viernes. So, so Feliz Navidad. Viernes. Pac-12 title game. I'm not going to try and say that in Spanish because I don't know. Washington and Oregon. Pac-Dose. Yeah, well... Is that is that twelve? Well, it's, it's about it's about to be the pack dose. It's about to be the pack zero. Wait, wait so wait, so it's uh, Diaz, Onse, Dose, Dose, Dose. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the Trace, pack, pack Dose, but not, not not much longer. It's this is the last game of the pack Dose. And then it, that's like you like you said, it's the the, the pack Dose coming up, <laughs> which is actually. This is like people don't know this actually, but back in the day when they had the when Pac Man came out and they came out with Pac Man Two, they were actually going to call it Pac Dose, and they went with Pac Man Two instead. <laughs> it's like Pac Sun. <laughs> All right, so Oregon and Washington in the Pac Twelve title game. You're going to look at the point spread, and you're going to see Oregon a nine and a half point favorite, and you're going to think, "Wow, I just need Oregon to win this game by ten, and I win." Oregon so much better than Washington. Oregon lost to Washington, and they're this big of a favorite. Do you know why that is? Washington beat them, and now they're, they're dogs of nine and a half on a neutral. You ever stop to think, you idiot, why that might be the case? Do you think it's because they're trying to get you to bet on Oregon? Because they know Washington's going to keep this game close. I don't know if Washington's going to win. That part of the script I didn't get. But all you need to do is use your noodle, moron, and you'll be able to see that Washington's obviously going to cover the spread in this game. Think about it. Why would Oregon be this big of a fit? Washington beat them earlier in the year. They're trying to fool you. They're trying to get you to lay it quack quack with the Ducks, but you're not going to do that. Oh, Huskies plus the points, obviously, fool, in the Pac-12 title game. Now we will turn our attention to Sabado, that's Saturday, and we will go to the Big 12 championship game with Texas and Oklahoma, where Texas is laying 15 and a half. Now, oh my God, that's a lot of points. Wow, I get bet Oklahoma State, they could lose by 14 in this game, and I would still win. So that's what I should do, right? Wrong, jackass. 
Lay it with Texas. Hook them horns. The point spread's big. It ain't big enough. They're trying to get you to bet Oklahoma State. Don't fall for the uh, for the the lassoing here. We're gonna take. <laughs> right. uh, we're gonna take. We're gonna lay it with Texas against Don't Oklahoma fall for State. The lasso. <laughs> Whatever. Don't fall for, yeah. They're, like ten. They're trying to lasso yeah. you. They're trying to. They're trying to. Right. They're trying to lasso you in. SEC championship game. Where the oh baby. Oh, I absolutely love it. The uh, current point spread in the market, Georgia, five and a half against Alabama. Wow, it's, wow, it's, you know, it's Nick, it's Nick Saban. It's out. it's Alabama. They're this big of an, how could that be? I, I need Alabama to keep the game, of course they're going to keep it close. I have Nick Saban on my side. How could I not bet Alabama? How about this, dum-dum? Georgia's the reigning two-time defending national champion, and they're going to beat that Crimson Tide ass on Saturday and cover the spread. Don't be a fool. Lay the dogs. Rough, rough. Georgia covers against Alabama. Florida State and Louisville in the ACC championship game. Look, everyone's on Louisville. Everyone and their mother loves Louisville in this game. I don't even know. What's the Florida State quarterback's name? Wanamaker? Who, who's this kid that's playing uh, for, Rota, for Florida? Rotamaker. Rotomaker, yeah. make, making yeah. roads, make, make, <laughs> yeah, make Florida like State that. great yes. again, something like that. Everyone and that their mother Florida. loves Louisville in the game. Everyone knows the Florida State's that Jordan Travis career over at Florida State, the backup quarterbacks here. Everyone's going to take Louisville. Do you know what everybody does? They lose. Everyone loses. Like REM, that was the everybody loses except you. You know why? Florida State gets into the college football playoff and promptly loses by a billion. But on the way there, they beat Louisville and win the ACC championship. And we will close in the Big Ten title game where Michigan is laying 22 against Iowa and the total's 35 and a half. You got all these morons out there pontificating. Oh, wow. Iowa unders. Iowa's not going to score in the game. How in the world could this game possibly go over? Final score. 61-58 Michigan. Alt overs. How could this game go over? Because it's fixed. Because they know. Because the Vegas knows. Fool. Over the total, Michigan and Iowa. So your narrative bets for conference championship weekend. Washington to cover. Texas laying it. Georgia laying it. Florida State laying it. And alt overs with Michigan and Iowa. Everyone's telling you it can't happen. Over 80. Everyone's telling you it can't happen. Ask yourself this question. How often are hashtag they wrong? I want to wish you a win and weekend. We got it. Coming up this weekend in college football. All right. Those are your narrative bets for conference championship weekend, which means it's now time for us to hit the ice and a little bets of steel on a Thursday. It's time for Nick and Ken's Hockey Bets. Drop the puck. It's Bets of Steel. Uh, just for fun, let's drop the puck three times. Drop the puck. Drop the puck. Drop the puck. All right, we got there. All right. A uh, million games tonight in hockey. Uh, close, 14. Uh, in lieu of going through every game, Ken, what are your bets for tonight in the old National Hockey League? And I have the goalie matchups here in case you need uh, any questions about any of them. Awesome. Uh, I got a note back from a guest of the show, Rob Pizzola, noted hockey fan. 
I asked him if the the Zadarov trade does anything. He goes, it doesn't move the needle a ton for me, but it's an improvement. He's a bit overrated, strong defender, which you would want because he's, you know, a defenseman. Not a liability going forwards, but his penalties are a real issue, really. Well, what do I read into <laughs> great, that? Great, great. Thanks, they're gonna, thanks they're for the, win the breakdown, Stanley Cup. P- Thanks yeah. for the breakdown, Pierre Maguire. Is it a good trade or not? <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, they add like for this year. They this is like uh, if you're a better and you bet on the Canucks this year, it's like, oh, well, they traded the draft picks. I don't care. I didn't bet on them next year. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, what do I care what they do? They added what a player. What an answer by Pozzola, um, like right on scouting well, report for, 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 for ProHockeyScouts.com on Nikita Zadorov. I don't like how he skates. His motion's all wrong. Uh, I have a bunch of bets tonight. Uh, I'm gonna bet. Uh, I think Alex Lyon is going to end up starting for the uh, for the Red Wings, who's gotten off to like a really good start this year. Uh, but I don't really buy it in this game and the way the Blackhawks play too. I like the over a lot. Like Lyon's recent good play is actually causing a reaction in the market where sixes have appeared. I like over six in that game. Uh, I like the over. God, Panthers Canadiens feels like a way over game to me. I like the over in that game. The only other over I like. Jack Hughes is back, and what started happening is the Devils start playing 5-4 games against literally everybody again, and they're playing the Flyers tonight uh, over in that game. So three overs and then three sides. I like the Oilers. Maybe I'm stupid. Uh, I kind of have this strong urge to play on them for like every game for the next month. Now. Yep. <laughs> I just think this is going to start happening. Yep. And uh, McDavid started playing better. They've started playing better. Uh, Oilers at a short price at Winnipeg. Uh, Nashville home road splits are, are good, and it's game two with the new coach for Minnesota. Hopefully for me, it doesn't go like game one where I bet against them and I lost a uh, short price for the Predators tonight, 120 at home against Minnesota. Uh, and then I we brought this up with Kanish. Uh, oh, I have two more bets, actually. Uh, we brought this up with Kanish, but, and he was kind of like, yeah, I bet him. I actually really like the Coyotes tonight against the Avalanche. The Coyotes are going to start Connor Ingram, who's like supposed to be their second goalie, except, you know, he's the fourth best goalie in hockey right now by all measurement, and he's awesome. And the Avs are way, way, way worse away from home. I actually think there's like a chance for an upset in this game, like the Coyotes a lot. Uh, And then game of the night, Vegas-Vancouver matchup of actually the two best goalies in hockey right now, Thatcher Demko and Aiden Hill. I like the under in the game, under six and a half. All right, so those are Ken's hockey bets for tonight. A little uh, bets of steel for you. I was going to bet the Stars tonight. They lost to Calgary. They got railroaded by the Flames last week, so playing again. Uh, but Scott Wedgwood is starting, not Ottinger. So now I don't want to bet the game anymore. So I will pass on the Flames and the Dallas Stars. Obviously, we're betting Vancouver. Duh. They have uh, Lafemme Nikita Zadorov now. He's not going to play tonight, but whatever. Canucks on the money line. Ken's going the under. You know what? Ken, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to bet the Canucks to win the game. 10-9, doesn't matter. Canucks win against the Abs. I think Buffalo's going to start getting it rolling a little bit. On the road at St. Louis tonight. Give me the Sabres on the money line tonight at a short price on the road in St. Louis. I'm with Ken. I'm looking to play on the Edmonton Oilers right now. I like the Oilers laying it on the road in Winnipeg against the Jets. I'll go against Kanish. Kanish likes the Penguins, and I feel like a lot of other people do also. But Vasilevsky starting tonight at home for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I'll grab the Lightning tonight um, against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Vasilevsky is confirmed for tonight along with Tristan Jari. And then I bet against the King. I uh, bet against the Caps last night with the Kings. Good win by Spencer Carberry and the Caps last night. Second half of a back-to-back now on the road in Anaheim. I'll play the Ducks quack-quack at a short price. Give me the Anaheim Ducks tonight against the Washington Capitals. And those are our bets of steel for Thursday night. On the other side, we'll give you our best of the best, all our bets for tonight in the association, and then side total and thy royal prop king for the Cowboys and the Seahawks to wrap up the Thursday edition of You Better You Bet with Nick and Ken. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, thank you, Sadolab, for wrap up the show with NBA and NFL bets. 
for tonight. We had three tremendous guests on the show today. We appreciate all three of them. Our pal Adam Chernoff, our pal Connor Allen, and our pal Joey Kanish. Evan Silva will join us on the show coming up next week. Our executive producer, Alex Fasano. Technical director, Tyler Morales. Our engineer, Kenderson, a.k.a. Kenny Henderson. And our video producer, God's Perfect Creation, downtown. Mike Brown, coming up after us, a four-hour live betting extravaganza known to you and yours as Bet MGM tonight. All right, NBA bets first, then we'll get to the NFL to close the show. Kenny with best of the best. Nick and Ken have been in the betting gym doing spreadsheet curls and prop lifts, getting ready for their biggest opponent yet. The NBA. And thanks to their training, they're now ready. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Ready for whatever may come. And when it comes to the sports books, they'll show no mercy with their NBA best of the best on You Better You Bet. All right, side total and props here in the association. Ken, uh, you looking to take the 14 and a half with the Detroit Pistons tonight at my New York Knicks? Hell no. It's like my Will Smith impression. Um, I just... Get that the team's like setting setting new records for futility. Uh, They're getting I, I'll do right best now, of the rest. The oh, I I believe you. Um, whatever. Uh, th- was the Knicks Hornets game last night or was that two nights ago? Two nights ago. Two nights ago, where they won by like nine hundred. Oh, that was the uh, play-in tournament because they had the margin of victory. So uh, I have two sides that I like a lot tonight. One's like a little contrarian, I guess, because it's getting bet against in the market. Look, like I. I could bet this for five more games and lose all five and be up on this angle. So we're just going to keep betting it. Uh, the Chicago Bulls are one of the worst first quarter, first half teams I've ever seen. Uh, Zach Levine is not playing tonight, which actually concerns me because I think that's part of the reason why they're one of the worst first quarter, first half teams of all time. So maybe tonight goes differently or it doesn't because they're that bad. Uh, they need to like fire the coach and shake up the roster and do a bunch of stuff. And they're not doing that yet. Uh, Bucks. At Chicago, we'll play the Bucks in the first quarter and the Bucks in the first half because this is literally won like eleven straight games or something ridiculous. Uh, Bucks like the uh, the derivatives tonight as usual. Uh, I mean, I, I'm obviously going to be on this also because I feel like it wins all the time. So like, why would I want to be left out here? Um, I kind of want to play the Pistons just because it's such a big number, but I won't. Uh, I'll lay it with the Heat tonight, Ken, against the Indiana Pacers. Both these teams on the skids a little bit right now. I just have faith in Miami's ability more than I have faith in Indiana's here. Miami playing at home. Heat off the schneid. Miami to cover tonight, Ken, against the Indiana Pacers. Best of the best total for you here, good sir. Uh, is the over in the same game. Levine's not playing. I actually think that game goes like totally nuts because um, now you have like less way, way inefficient shots from Levine and the Bucks games all go over anyway and the games end up being close at the end. Uh, the other side I forgot to mention just because I don't have a best of the rest. I'll just do it here. Uh, wait as long as possible, lay the thunder at home against the Lakers in the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, Lakers, I think, are still going to be a brutal road team this year. Their win over the Pistons, to me, was much, much, much more about the Pistons and not as much about the Lakers on the road. I think the Thunder are better than this number. Uh, I will have a bet in the Knicks-Pistons game, and it'll be the under, under 219 and a half. Uh, Detroit looks like a team that doesn't even want to be out there, and I think the Knicks just like can smother them in this game, and I don't think there needs to be a ton of points scored for the Knicks just to win this game fairly easily. So under for me, Ken, with the Knicks and the Pistons. What about props for you tonight? I was going to, we were going to do some stuff, but players got ruled out. So we had to, a deep cut because I, just like the Vancouver Canucks, I watch like every single Minnesota Timberwolves game because I, you know, have their coach to win a billion dollars and coach of the year now and their best player to win defensive player of the year. Uh, 
one storyline with them though Nas Reed started the year as uh started the year and the world was his and then it wasn't he was a six man of the year candidate he was playing really really well scoring a ton of points his points prop is 14 and a half that's where it's been for two weeks uh he went over by a half point last game prior to that had gone under this in 11 straight games and it's still 14 and a half just like a, a change that they're making he's just not scoring as much he's not shooting as much and uh i'd like to bet his under tonight maybe it goes over by a half point again more than likely it's like how it was the previous two weeks so nas read under 14 and a half points all right so it's ken i, I i'm frustrated because uh i that jaime Jaquez is not listed tonight right now at least in like any sports book I don't really know what to say. Like he literally he plays, he plays a ton. He scores 18 points every game. I hope he gets posted. I'd like to bet Jaime Jaquez overs. And also with Laurie Markinen, Lowry Markinen out for the Utah Jazz. Simone Fontecchio has been starting, you know, from Italy, has been starting for the Utah Jazz, draining tons of threes and scoring double-digit points every game. He's literally starting for Utah while Markinen's out. So, like, I hope he gets posted at some point before tip-off. If he does, I'm playing his overs, three-point overs also. Simone Fontecchio for the Utah Jazz. So, I'm not trying to have this be a cop-out. I literally have, like, two guys that I'm excited to bet. Both play a ton, and neither guy's listed. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Maybe bet star, bet star players. Yeah. I don't know. You got some, you got some Hawkes in your Fantecchio. You got some Fantecchio in your Hawkes, you know, so right. it goes. So there you have it. Those are the NBA bets for tonight, which means it's now time to give you our bets for the Seahawks and the Cowboys on Thursday night football side total and props. So uh, let's get to it now. Uh, kindly lay down, please. Kenny, the dope ass beat. Our show sponsor is BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks, and BetMGM offering some of the best odds in the game for NFL first touchdown props and the futures market all season long. Lines on the move right now for each game in Week 13, so download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. You can also check out the BetMGM YouTube page for my award-winning Board of Spreads video breaking down Week 13 in the National Football League, where we're setting records every week with this, in all seriousness, on YouTube. It kills on Twitter, kills on Instagram, obviously. We're getting those YouTube views up. That's what we're looking to do. Check out the BetMGM YouTube page for my Board of Spreads video and tons of other great content as well from the king of sportsbooks. Also, check out the BetQL app for the tools you need to take down the sportsbooks, including five-star plays like the Jazz to cover tonight, to cover the 11.5 against the Minnesota Timberwolves, BetQL.com, and the BetQL app. All right, Ken, let's get to the game for tonight with the Seahawks and the Cowboys on Thursday night football where we know uh kenneth walker has been ruled officially inactive which we expected so kenneth walker will miss this game tonight ken for seattle again that was expected so zach charbonnet once again will be seattle's running back dallas comes into this game with like no injury designation at all so dallas looking good here cowboys a nine and a half point home favorite at bet mgm the total in the game ken 47 and a half so dallas nine and a half 47 and a half your bets and analysis please for the cowboys and the seahawks thursday night football yeah, I mean, look, like every everybody knows what I'm rooting for here. Everybody. Like I have, I have Dak to win MVP. The price is aging really well. Has to win this game. Probably has to play well and win the game in order to really spin this thing forward into the meeting with the Eagles and Jalen Hurts next weekend. So I'm going to be sitting on the couch. I'm going to be watching the game. I'm rooting for Dak Prescott to do well tonight. That's not like a betting thing. That's literally how I'm approaching the game. If I had no interest whatsoever in the game from that standpoint, just like here's here would be my analysis, honestly. Uh, do you have recent data points on the teams that point in really opposite directions, like short term, what I would call like recency bias? Yes. Dallas absolutely throttled their last opponent. Seattle got absolutely throttled on Thanksgiving night. So that's going to kind of pull this 
more toward Dallas. Like, is that is that affecting the betting market? Yes, the look ahead was less than seven. This number is nine and a half. So you have like the last couple games are giving you like a big kind of like stretched out point spread here. Honestly, that was like, maybe this is supposed to be a touchdown. Instead, it's a little bit more like Dak's uh, passing yards number, which Connor Allen talked about. It's like the highest passing yards number of his career in terms of like what that number is posted at. Like if I had nothing, no skin in the game, I would be forced to conclude that like his under and the Seahawks are two valuable bets tonight. Like that's what I would do if I had no position on anything, but I can't do that because I need Dak to win the most valuable player award, so I have to root for him tonight. But like, if I had no position, like, like I think Connor made a good argument with the Dak prop under, and I think the point spread's probably a little bit too big because of how the Cowboys have played against way worse teams than this. Um, so that's just like my thought on the game. I'm not going to bet anything, and I'm going to root for Dak Prescott because I'd like to win a lot of money. I guess my argument would be, and like, I've got, I have a bet on Dallas here. I have games that I definitely like more on Sunday. So look, you could be out there listening and watching, and you might love Seattle. You might love Dallas. Bet accordingly. I'm going to bet Dallas tonight. It's not one of my favorite bets, but I do like the Cowboys in the game. Um, my argument against Ken, what you said is, I actually think the Seahawks are a bad team right now. Um, the offensive line has struggled. Kenneth Walker's not playing tonight. The defense hasn't been great. The defense is dealing with injuries, and the quarterback's not healthy. Like, Geno Smith is nursing multiple injuries right now, and I think they're walking into a buzzsaw here on the road in Dallas against the Cowboys. So I like the Cowboys tonight. I don't think the Seahawks are going to make the playoffs, and I do think Seattle, right, right now at least, I think the Seahawks are not a good football team, and they're playing Dallas, a team that blows out bad football teams at home. Give me the Dallas Cowboys laying the points. Not one of my favorite bets, like, like, the, uh, like the Falcons, for instance, a lot more coming up on Sunday, but give me the Cowboys here laying it. All right, those are our side and total bets, which means it's now time for the first time. What week is this, 13? Lucky number 13. For the first time in week 13, for thy royal prop king to descend down from thy royal throne, to traipse across thy royal purple velvety carpet, over to thy royal balcony, to gaze down upon you, the morons, to give you prop bets for tonight with the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Approaching the betting window, it is your prop king, Nick Costos. All hail King Costos. All hail King Costos. By the way, I get like more notes from people like saying that they love with, with the morons replacing peasants, that they like that. Oh, than yeah. Anything else. Just like, get even great. more insulting. That's what everybody loves. <laughs> I, I mean, imagine if we weren't on terrestrial radio. Mm. I'll tell you what, Felicity Top would be a lot funnier, and I thought it was pretty funny today. It'd be a lot funnier if we weren't weren't on terrestrial radio. Also, I like being on terrestrial radio because we make more money. All right, here are the props for tonight. Adam Chernoff came on the show earlier. You know, big churn. And he said, you know, professionals, or I think that was the term he used, professional money, whatever. People are betting Tyler Lockett under tonight. Tyler Lockett, under. Uh, okay, um, he's off the injury report. He plays, like, literally every snap. And I always say, if Lockett and Metcalf are going to be lined and there's going to be a big difference in their in their yardage line, and there is tonight, it's 11 yards, Metcalf's 58.5, Lockett's 47.5, then I'm going to bet Tyler Lockett overs and I'm going to live with the result. So, like, I feel like hashtag gone too far here for Tyler Lockett. The number's under 50. Like, I think Seattle's going to be down in the game. They're going to have to throw. Tyler Lockett, we're going to play against the professionals. What the hell do they know? Tyler Lockett over 47 and a half receiving yards. And then it's a Nick Costos, Tyler Morales collab because Jordan Addison went so well on Monday. We are going to hit him with the Rico. Uncle Rico, Rico Suave, Rico Dowdle over 19 and a half rushing yards. I like Dallas big in the game. If you think Seattle's going to like win the game or keep it close, maybe this bet doesn't hit. If you like Dallas in the game, like I think you got to play the Dowdle over because he's going to get carries at the end of the game. And as such, 
Rico Dowdle last touchdown. And because it's Thursday night and it's an island game, let's play Luke Schoonmaker, Dallas' second tight end. Luke Schoonmaker, first touchdown. And beer or pizza money, uh, Schoonmaker anytime touchdown as well. And those are the bets for tonight. Ken, enjoy your night, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Sounds good. Dak, please, please, please win. Please do that. Phenomenal football Friday edition of the show tomorrow. NFL bets for Sunday, conference championship Saturday. Wishing everyone tonight minimal sweats, winning bets. The absolute very best of luck.